Welcome to Two Guys, Three Crowns, the podcast that talks about what it's really like to live in Stockholm, Sweden. I'm Sean, and with my fellow American Rodney, we break down the good, the bad, and the just plain weird. It's quite the journey, so join us for the ride. Hello, darkness, my old friend. It's almost time for you again. No one asked <laughs> you, that, man. Who was that? Was that better, Sean? It's better, better than White Christmas, that's for sure. <laughs> better okay. than White Christmas. Okay. I'm not liking it anyway, but. Hey, they're putting up like Halloween costumes at the store today. Uh, like, <laughs> when I was down there I, shopping. I, I just can't I even. Like, I on. just can't. But uh, as a little bright spot to satisfy yes. your uh, West Coast slash best coast kind of mentality we have a a, a guest in the podcast today what? we had a guest we today? have a guest we had edward bassey in the house hey edward hey, hey. wow <laughs> what's going on man edward <laughs> how's it going guys thanks for having me on yeah thanks for being on so uh edward you like us you're a uh, expat displaced lost in sweden as well you got a cool couple interesting projects that we'll we'll get into but uh yeah why don't we i mean we love when we talk to expats to get kind of an idea of how they ended up in sweden what's their backstory i mean you got the whole west coast thing with rodney going on so what's the uh what's the edward story how'd you how, first off how'd you end up here in stockholm of all places Oh, man, that's long. All right. So, yeah, I'm originally from the West Coast. Uh, I actually was raised in Seattle, Washington. Um, mm -hmm. what's, kind of, what's kind of a weird twist about my family, I guess, is that my parents were diplomats. So I was uh, actually born in Palau and raised in Micronesia, raised in the Pacific, uh, until I was almost a teenager. Um, so my kind of American oh, wow. identity is formed a lot by, like, the stuff that I, you know, watched when I was growing up, um, but also very, very, like, teen-centric. So even to this day, people around me are like, man, Edward's Americanness is, like, pop-punk, <laughs> you know, like, high school kind of stuff. That's, like, the, 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 gen <laughs> the genesis of, uh, of a lot of this, uh, this stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, so you got wait, you got you got Pacific Pacific Islander kind of ish. Too. Yes, exactly. My mom is uh, from, originally from the Philippines, uh, and my dad. Um, and this is where yeah, well, it's going to get a little fun. My dad's family actually hails from Norway, <laughs> so my like um, really American family wow. is very Nordic looking, <laughs> I guess, and uh, and very Nordic in in our own family wow. culture. Yeah, yeah, right. Wow. So, so, so like you and I aren't only like West Coast brothers, we're like West Coast plus. Because I'm like Hawaiian Samoan. Oh, there you then... go. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> there you go. A couple of Islander boys. Islander boys. That's good. Exactly. You know, earlier today, man, I actually busted out my Masubi maker. I hooked up some uh, turkey spam. When I was in the U.S. a couple weeks ago. Oh, <laughs> killing me. I, I got a spam brother, Sean. <laughs> oh, what nice. have I done? Nice. <laughs> yeah. Now me, Ed, me and Edward can we can bulk shop. 
<laughs> Create a awesome. Costco just of spam. Yes. That's hilarious. <laughs> so then, yeah, like multinational background here. Half the family's Norwegian, but then how do you end up in Sweden? Okay. Um, like many of your listeners, I guess, uh, I have a love immigrant story. Aha. Uh, and so I came here about six years ago to be with my partner. Cool. Uh, again, prior to that, I lived in East Asia for about eight, eight and a half years. Um, now, in that time, obviously, uh, I've become like a Swedish-style family man. Uh, <laughs> I have a beautiful little daughter, um, while also growing my own business here at the same time. Nice. And if I understand correctly, you got a, a bright, shiny new startup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so it's about a year old. It's called The Early Birds, earlybirds.se. Um, basically, it's an e-commerce consultancy agency. Cool. Simply put, man, we help brands sell online. Um, in practice, uh, you know, this has been really fun to be handling exclusively Swedish clientele. Um, so we offer many different kinds of interesting services. Um, we've done everything from like strategic consulting, like Brainpower, uh, where we help these Swedish brands kind of make the right kinds of data informed decisions on how to succeed digitally. But we also offer a lot of operational work. So. The co-founders and I have taken some of our secret sauce that we've had that we've kind of been building from experience with other Swedish companies um, and created this really efficient kind of tight configuration between uh, the administrative work and strategic thinking that's necessary to succeed. Right. Um, we've then applied this aggressively to our own internal capabilities so that we can effectively deliver these services. So an example of this, in fact, I'm sure we'll talk about it a lot, is Amazon.com. So wait, we wait, have who who I know right <laughs> the elephant in the room. Um, so two day delivery baby. Uh, so basically, you know we have uh, over two dozen uh, Swedish clients that we work with on Amazon as a marketplace platform. Uh, so we help a lot of these companies develop and implement strategies that are relevant specifically to Amazon.com as a sales channel. <laughs> but we also provide the kinds of hands-on administrative work that makes those strategies successful. So does that mean that despite all the rumors, Amazon is actually coming to Sweden? Amazon is actually coming to Sweden, 100% confirmed. They have an FBA fulfillment center that's also going to host their kind of vendor um, deliveries in Eskilstuna. But otherwise, while they continue to build out that fulfillment network, they are relying on fulfillment centers in continental Europe, like Germany. So you said you said two day delivery. <laughs> so they're not sending it via PostNord. <laughs> well, that... you know, PostNord is the butt of many jokes, uh, you know, and, and, and they take it well. Um, but look, the reality is that in order to actually deliver something effectively within two days, uh, when you know, as much as people love to say that, oh, but Sweden is such a big country with few people. It's like, yeah, but it's also the reality is that the vast majority of you live in just three major metropolitan areas, mm. all of which could be serviced with a very efficient last mile delivery system. So while PostNord is like, yeah, they're a player and they're involved in this, um, I'm definitely thinking, oof, what's really going to make two-day delivery possible is if, if and when Amazon starts effectively recruiting a lot of these last mile delivery services, right? No, look, no one complains about Budbee. But we all complain about PostNord, right? Okay. But it's the it's the Budbees that are gonna make 
uh, Amazon success possible or not. Yeah, right. Uh -huh. So it's not like, oh, yeah, we're going to deliver in two days, but that's going to be a note to go walk down to your like local bodega and then go pick up the package yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, that, uh, yeah, exactly. And, and so for me, it's like, well, to, to continue with the Amazon mission of like delighting customers, I do see that the, the healthy last mile delivery system we have here with so many different uh, kinds of uh, delivery systems, I think that that's going to become the, um, the kind of the engine of that two day uh, delivery growth. Um, again, that's like a prediction. Um, I think that PostNord is definitely going to be a major part of this too, but two-day delivery is going to be a thing. Hey, but you, so you said that they're going to be an Eskils tuna? That's their, that's their major fulfillment center right now. I think I could drive uh, up there in like two hours and pick my spam up. I could have same-day <laughs> delivery. Exactly, right? Exactly. Yeah. One-day prime. Nice, nice. <laughs> just the word prime in Sweden just has kind of a weird ring to it, but uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Nice. Yeah. So how, you know, the almost quintessential Swedish story as an expat, right? Living abroad internationally, being a love immigrant, and then finding yourself right in the middle of a of a tech startup. How, how did you how did you get in contact with these people? Have you known them through like social contacts or like how did how did this kind of thing just happen? Did it just kind of fall in your lap? Ooh. Uh, great. Well, there's a couple of different things here. Um, so. I had, I had, well, number one, I previously worked, I'm a Seattle boy, so I had previously worked for Amazon.com, uh -huh. right? That's, um, that's a major employer in the city of Seattle, and um, I was there at a really interesting time in the company's development, uh, internalized a lot of their um, kind of strategic thinking, um, and kind of took that with me when I kind of traveled the world. E-commerce is a, is a major part of my um, work background. Nice. Um, so... In Sweden, though, uh, which has a very unique, intense, and uh, um, growing kind of e-commerce sector, uh, I kind of fell into the Amazon thing because I had been working for a variety of like Swedish startups. Mm. Now, how I actually found these would be I would I would often go to like uh, tech meetups. Mm. Um, I put myself out there. I'm sure that many of your listeners also have you know stories about challenges that they faced <laughs> when they've come. To Sweden, uh, personally and professionally, and <laughs> for sure. keep it real. I am not an exception to that. So, uh, you know, I think maybe the one difference between a lot of people who still struggle um, is that I am a hustler, straight up. Right? Um, I am a really social guy, so I made it absolutely incumbent on myself to make sure that I had plenty of people to talk to when I arrived here, mm. and I wanted to make sure that at the end of the day, I was being heard. Uh, this is not an easy task, um, and it took a lot of trial and error to really get to where I am now. So over the course of multiple kind of Swedish consumer electronics and other kinds of consumer product uh, startups, uh, I started work for a company called Ideal of Sweden uh, hmm. several years ago. Oh, yeah. uh, they're pretty well known for making very, very beautiful um, mobile phone cases and other kind of accessories. Um, and, you know, I, I managed their Amazon sales and, and I helped take it off, right? I was part of their e-commerce team and, and I made sure that Amazon continued to grow not only incrementally but exponentially over time so that it did become a major revenue generating and also profitability generating component of Ideal of Sweden's business. Can't, can't say more than that due to an existing <laughs> NDA, but I can say that uh, towards the end of my time there, 
I realized, well, you know, it was really fun to get this going, mm -hmm. but how fun would it be or could it be if I could talk to as many Swedish companies like Ideal of Sweden and get things going? Like how many of right. these flywheels can I keep spinning up? So I said, hey guys, this has been amazing. I love this, but I think I, I want to kind of do my own thing and I think it'd be kind of cool to do this consulting thing. Now, one of the people who was kind of affiliated with my team announced she was like yeah I, i'm actually leaving as well and i've taken this job with this other company but if you can convince me that there is something here i'm just gonna partner with you and oh, wow. say you know forget these other guys nice so i did I, I showed her the numbers i said i think this is what we can do um i had met uh, a drinking buddy really i had met another guy <laughs> who um who came out of facebook sweden was, a, was an executive there okay cool. and he had, he had been saying hey i i, I kind of want to get into the amazon game too there seems to be some really interesting stuff there so uh i got i had these two guys uh with me and we started the early birds a little over a year ago nice holy cool. smokes yeah. hey so did you throw in like unlimited fika were you do you told her you're like oh you can fika as much and as often as you want <laughs> Um, definitely, but, but I, I to, to be honest with you, I, I think that wasn't really the perk here. I think, uh, what I really dangled in front of them was the idea that, Hey, with the right combination of, um, the right kinds of financial metrics, not only are we going to see, um, spectacular results on our clients, which of course helps our egos, but we might be in a position to also make a lot more money, which would help our wallets, right? right. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it was a combination of something that is like, you know, obviously rational and self-interested, like profit, like profits for us. Sure. But also on a larger sense, it was, whoa, the, Amazon is a major, major player. And uh, people can, uh, excuse me, uh, Swedish companies can continue to like stick their heads in the sand and not think about it. Or they can confront it and come up with a really uh, good strategy for how to leverage that channel and actually make some money. <laughs> but do you find that there is like a, a almost, I mean, from a business standpoint, not from like people, but like a cultural kind of standoffishness or like a backlash to Amazon coming in? Definitely. Um, hmm. You know, I think, you know, uh, in a bigger picture, I think that too many Swedish brands, for probably pretty rational reasons, think about Amazon and immediately get defensive, mm. right? How do we stop this? Mm. How do we mitigate the worst effects of this thing? Okay. Um, I, I encounter that, and my response is to be very firm and say, I think that being aggressive and taking the offense is always going to be a better strategy when it comes to e-commerce. Um, and I think, in particular, that these are strategic qualities that lend themselves very well to the platform. Um, one of the things that I think is really um, uh, interesting is that I like to bring up that parallel to all of these. It's important to think at the end of the day about the end consumer, right? The Swedish customer. Yeah. Uh, Amazon customers the world over are straight up like delighted by this, right? Amazon's mm. level of customer service and selection is insane. I love it. I'm a mm. prime fan. Um, <laughs> and I think brand all Swedish brands should really kind of align themselves and put themselves in a position where they ask how they can do more to service and delight customers, right? How can we make sure that our customers and potential customers here in Sweden are getting the best possible service and selection from us as a brand? Uh, so I think that uh, these are all factors that need to take into play. I think that um, 
just looking at the numbers is one thing, but actually looking at the marketplace as a whole and the kind of the qualitative dynamics that shape it is another thing as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm still just thinking of it's easy to see like when like us from being on the outside here stuck here in Sweden where we've been deprived almost of Amazon Prime and let alone Amazon Fresh where it's like it could yeah. never exist here but yeah. oh we just ran out of wine just order like three more bottles and it'll get here in an hour right like this just I like agree with you. <laughs> a completely yeah. other world right like it or or I'm thinking what, what I put in my head is what if you are like a single mom, you know, living in Kumla and you have to keep track of your job, you have to keep track of your social life and you have to remember to buy all of this baby stuff, all of the diapers like once a week with something like Amazon True. Pantry, for instance, or, or Amazon Prime, like the, the amount of uh, relief faced by this, for instance, this figurative single mom in Kumla is going to be immense, right? she is going to be the center of delight for a, a huge e-commerce platform that's going to provide her with anything she could possibly want, both for her personal life and also for the development of her family life. Um, and I think that people kind of underestimate that a great deal. One, because they're concerned about Amazon as a corporation, and two, because they're not as concerned about the Swedish customer and how you can delight them. For sure, for sure. If you add like Amazon husband to to that mix, then uh, you know that lady is, is she's set for life. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you can change the Alexa voice to a man. <laughs> hey, I have my my Alexa set up as like an Aussie. It's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I just like the accent better. But so, riddle me this: so your startup, you're working. Probably, I imagine you guys are open to everyone, but who's kind of like your bread and butter that's like the best for the early bird secret sauce? Ooh, great question. All right, so in the larger sense, obviously, Swedish brands, right? Mm -hmm. Swedish consumer goods brands tend to be our bread and butter. Um, I would say that we have a particular affinity for and particular skill set that's relevant for what I would consider to be like a medium-sized consumer uh, good startup. Okay. So we work with companies like Arky, which make a carbonation machine. Mm -hmm. And uh, as I mentioned before, we had worked with Ideal of Sweden. Mm -hmm. This group, this category of like disruptive, um, fairly direct-to-consumer um, consumer goods, these these guys are, are kind of the best ones that we can work with. And I think our services speak um, really well to the kinds of growth trajectories and growth goals that they tend to have. Okay, so let's say there was like a, a fresh new hot Swedish startup that was selling like $5 margarita pitchers. Sure. You might be able to work with them, right? Definitely. We might be able to work with them for a variety of different things. <laughs> We're going to make it happen and bring in beers from Germany on drones, I'm telling you. It's going to happen, people. Yeah. It's going to be great. That Seerströmming aftershave is going to have to wait a little bit. I'm still developing the whole marketing <laughs> side of that. but Get the influencers on board. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Now, how long did you say you've been in Sweden at this point? Six years. So you're Ooh. like almost an adopted local at this point. So Yeah. You know, there are days where I, I kind of 
you know, don't want to hear that. <laughs> um, but, 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 but for the most part, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of unusual, Sean, you know this, I'm kind of an unusual person among the uh, specifically like North American expat scene in which I love living here, right? I'm like unusually ebullient and, and uh, excited about living here. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, with the exception of like, you know, six years is a long time to live anywhere, right? If you have my background. Yeah, true, true. Um, but, you know, Sweden is, is great. So we always love to kind of ask the expats and the guests that come on the show, you know, they tend to maybe not Rodney over here with, we won't even begin to go into how many years <laughs> he's been here. But, uh, you know, for some of them, like myself, I'm going on my third year Swedenversary coming up in October. So it's always good to. Nice. Yeah, I know. I can't believe it's been that long already to kind of get a sense of what's what what are your favorite spots you know like what's your go-to what are some hidden gems you know you don't want to give away like your secret wing place Ooh. right but what's something that you can share with people you know Ooh, okay um <laughs> uh there are a few um that uh i am not going to share because they're a little bit too dear a little bit too hidden <laughs> you, you can't be having a line show up next time yeah you're <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh okay so look there, there are two that i'm definitely going to recommend that i really like um the first one is if you are an expat who kind of needs a little bit of um uh you know kind of hip not too fancy cosmopolitanism uh or if you are a swede that wants that too um, I would definitely check out Cafe Nomad uh, mm. here in Stockholm. Mm. So that's an Uplandsgatan. It is affiliated with a um, like a hostel that's next door. Okay. Um, it's it's a really small joint, but they have a really great deck out uh, outside. It's a fantastic place. They used to have like lots of live music. It's still open. It's got great kind of Husman's cost food. Whoa. But uh, yeah, but historically it's been the crowd, right? It's been like, oh, I get to meet a whole bunch of people from around the world. It's kind of a relaxed atmosphere. It isn't like a, a, a bump in hotel rooftop bar. Right. Now, just to, just, just to rewind. I like those two. <laughs> just to rewind a second. A Hoosman's what food? Hoosman's cost. Okay. Lost in translation. <laughs> Three years, bro. Three years. <laughs> so. Okay. But I'll, get, I'll give you the second one, all right? I'll give you a second one for your viewers. I really like it. Now, I'm a Seattle boy, and one of the things that Seattle has a lot of, unusually, is Starbucks. Ethiopian, Ethiopian restaurants, right? Ethiopian, really? Yeah. yeah. It, so, for me, college was like, do I want pho or do I want Ethiopian, mm. right? It was kind of like that. Um, there is a really great Ethiopian restaurant called Gojo over in Hornstool, right? Uh, it serves really great Ethiopian and Eritrean food. Mm. Um, not going to lie, I have often gone there and been straight up the only visibly non-African person in the joint, which is amazing. <laughs> they also have, uh, in fact, they might be the only place that has original like East African Georgetown beer uh, that's served ice cold. Oh. Highly recommended. Book a table in advance. Wow. You you guys will love it. Okay. I like it. It'd be like, like hey, uh, Edward, the Filipino guy sent me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Be careful who you might say that to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice, nice. And uh, I want to get um, another take from you, from you here, especially now that we have officially 
Amazon coming into town. That's like one of the yes. big check marks for expats of like, man, Huge. why can't we just have this one thing? Now, yep. spam notwithstanding, what's like the next? Yeah, they're <laughs> Rodney nice. holding up the spam on the camera. Nice. What's the one thing? Like, what's the next thing in line for Edward that like we just got to get in here? Ooh, man. Uh, ooh, you caught me off guard on that one. That's a good one. <laughs> Could be anything, any category. Here we go. Anything in any category that we have here that I don't get and that I have to go to the U.S. for? Or, hey, it could be Philippines even. Throw it out well, there. Well, oof, that's a really ooh. good thing. Calamansi juice. Well, okay, let me start with like a, con <laughs> a, a conservative response would be that let's hope that everything opens up first, right? True, let's hope that true. we can at least get to a baseline yeah, where, where things are kind of less manic and, and, and less unstable. For real. Um, uh, let me think in, okay, in terms of what I would, man, Amazon kind of answers a lot of things. Though. <laughs> okay, to, to, to give it to you real though, um, I have this new obsession. Uh, so I recently was in the US and I discovered this um, streaming platform called Kibi, Q-I-B-I. Oh yeah, and, they've been invading oh, man, my, I, my feeds. Ooh, I love this thing. <laughs> I, I've been running around telling people like, hey, Maybe Amazon should buy this. I mean, maybe Netflix should buy this. I mean, th this thing, I, I, I think that, you know, this could very well be truly the future of how people watch anything. Really? But um, isn't it like, yeah. it's supposed to be five minute, like TV episodes or something like that, right? Okay. So Kibi, you know, was started by Meg Whitman and Jeffrey Katzenberg, former CEO of Disney. Okay. And what they kind of saw was they said, well, look, the reality is that most people really want to watch stuff on their phones, mm -hmm. right? They're very mobile centric. That's right. Yeah. Um, and therefore, all content from here on in has to take into account that kind of physical platform. Yeah. Second, um, and what I think is absolutely the brilliant turn, is they said, look, what people really want is while they want to binge, they want more frequent content drops than they want voluminous content drops. Mm. So the, one of Kibi's things is every episode has a hard limit of eight to ten minutes. Hmm. Um, but they post episodes much more frequently. Hmm. And so if you're like, hey, I'll wait until the whole thing's done, you're only going to wait like a week, right? Wow. As opposed to a traditional season of like eight to nine months. Hmm. And a se um, season is like one hour. Exactly. And, 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 and in fact, Kibi has, has also taken the, the brilliant turn of disregarding that kind of calendrical seasonal thinking yeah, yeah, yeah. and saying that from here on in, there are no seasons because as long as people keep getting stuff, as long as it's available, we should keep providing it for them. It's a yeah. it's a really beautiful kind of tech way of thinking, very Amazonian in some ways, um, in which the customer's always right, and it's about configuring um, the in industrial practices to reflect that. Right. I do think that Kibi um, is a major thing. I think if you look at um, other kinds of platforms, like TikTok is a great example, Kumu. Um, if you looked at the Norwegian television program Scum, Mm -hmm. um, where you saw that, like, less less uh, long-form content, but more frequent content drops. Hmm. Um, so I've been definitely obsessed with Kibi. Um, they had a couple shows, The Most Dangerous Game and The Fugitive. Um, and I've been kind of running around telling people that, hey, I think The Fugitive um, is one of the most beautiful things I've seen this year. <laughs> and I think it's, it, was, it was the 
role that was necessary for Kiefer Sutherland to take all of that amazing mm. Jack Bowerness right. and mm. give us the give us the greatest possible performance of it. And I think he should be nominated for an Oscar for it. It was an amazing, <laughs> amazing performance. Uh, I mean, definitely check it out. So if Kibi could like come to Sweden and have more interesting kind of localized Swedish content, I'd love it. Good tip, good tip. Yeah, I mean, just to nerd out on the production kind of stuff a little bit. I was going to say when you were first talking about it, like, yeah, I mean, you're just doing the production of like one or two hours worth of a TV show and then chopping it up into little pieces. But you have to kind of reinvent it to be, have like an endless production in some sense. Just exactly. Keep going as long as you get as long as the money's coming in and you're able to pay all the staff to do it. Right. But that seems that seems like a like a season or a show could end like really abruptly. Well, <laughs> it could be like people stop looking. It's like, OK, it's gone. Um, that, that's a really great point. Um, but Kibi has like over 150 shows. OK, so there's yeah, so there's a there's a lot of different uh, elements here. Um, I will say that Kibi tends to uh, skew very young. Right. So it's right. definitely like they really lots of reality TV. They, they kind of want the teenagers who are like obsessed on the phones anyway. But, you know, as a 34 year old, I found it to really speak to how I actually want to consume like digital media. Right. Um, some of us, for instance, I find it difficult. I don't know about you guys, but I find it difficult to convince my family that I'm going to sit here and watch this episode of a 50 minute long TV show. And I want you guys to not interrupt me every five minutes. Okay? <laughs> yeah. That's a real impossibility, right? That's a real impossibility. That's a... But <laughs> yeah. But if I could say, hey, but these episodes are only 10 minutes long. I'm going to do it after this episode. They can rest assured that like, yeah, it's going to be like three minutes from now. Right. He's going to do it to attend to this. Nice. You're going to be like, Dad, daddy's just going to watch one five minute episode, but I'm going to watch 10 of them in a row. So I'll talk to you in 50 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's hilarious. Hey, I had a quick question for you. What about yes. uh, like a Filipino restaurant? Are there Filipino? Is there a place to get like chicken adobo or someplace mm. in Stockholm? Oh, great question. Um, there isn't actually. There are a few great Filipino um, grocery stores okay. uh, here in Stockholm, um, uh, mostly off Olaf Palmas Gata. Hmm. Um, however, if uh, you are lucky, there is a restaurant downtown called Asian Post Office that occasionally serves a pretty mean adobo. Okay. Uh, yeah. So keep your eye out for that. Asian nice. Post Office, and it serves food. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, great terrace in the back if you want to have cocktails. Now, let's say that you had somebody that was visiting and you were going to show them something in Stockholm. What would be like a top uh, tourist spot that you would take a, a visiting guest to? Okay, um, you know, this is one of those questions that's often floating around these uh, expats in Stockholm, like, Facebook groups. <laughs> right. yes. So I've, I've seen them all, and unfortunately, my answer is also pretty boring. Um, I think the Vasa Museum is probably one of the most interesting things, if not the most interesting thing to show people. Classic, classic. Um, but I will say this. I will say this. 100% um, guarantee, if you are bringing your foreign friends to Sweden, you must, you must take them to Huete Tunan Bar in Gamlestan. It's a, it's a small little like Viking style, medieval style bar. It's got a killer, killer mead on tap. What? And I'm, I'm telling you guys, I've, I, I brought dozens of people. I brought my, my father's sister there and she got 
pleasantly drunk. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> so I, I, I recommend people. Huete Tunon is a really great thing um, for a couple reasons. One, it's got meat on tap. Awesome. Two, it's got that Viking thing that kind of, you know, you got to give you got to give your out of town friends some of that. Right, right, right. right. Uh, so it's got some of that kind of awesome cornballness. Um, but third, and more importantly, it's a really warm, amazing place to sit down, and it's nice. got great service. Yeah, nice. highly recommended. Mm. Quetta Tunan and Gamosnan. Dang, we are getting all kinds of hot tips from Edward, man. This is this is awesome. <laughs> Six years, bro. <laughs> Dang, I, I, I've been here for fifteen, and I can barely find apotheca down here. But, uh, <laughs> you don't have to worry anymore. Amazon's coming. Yeah, <laughs> right. there you Send go. Send it to me. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Edward, for stopping in. Uh, if people want to go Thanks, guys. check out the early birds and ask questions, get in touch with you guys, where do they go? What do they do? Uh, if, so if you are interested in, uh, honestly, if you need help with Amazon or e-commerce, or if you really just want to talk about those things and get an idea of what's going to happen and what's going on, log on to theearlybirds.se, theearlybirds.se, and uh, write us a note. Awesome. Love it, That's man. awesome. Great. <laughs> cool. Great. Thank you so much. Take care of yourself, Edward. We will be in touch and hopefully see you in person soon. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, cheers. Right. Cheers. Bye-bye. All right, you know what that sound means. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I want to thank Edward one more time for stopping by the pod today. You can check out his startup, theearlybirds.se, for all of your e-commerce online marketing needs. And you heard it here, people. Amazon and Amazon Prime are coming to Stockholm. All is well in the universe. And don't forget to go into the app or website, wherever you listen to the podcast. Give us some amazing reviews. We want to see the love out there. Also, keep sending on through all of your feedback. We love reading it. We love the comments and suggestions, ideas. And catch us back here next time for more Two Guys, Three Crowns. <laughs>